Welcome back to Thinking and Drinking. Tonight, I'll be talking about the ethics of care and when it's all right to cut yourself some slack. One of the things that I find exhausting about studying the humanities is the constant suggestion to mine one's own experiences for material. If you've lived as interesting of a life as I have, there are times when it begins to feel a bit like you're making and selling pornography of your own trauma. The problem with bearing your wounds to the world is that it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily get help for them. Sometimes the act of exposure just makes you feel worse. However, one of the benefits of the humanities, and of studying rhetoric and philosophy specifically, is that there is balm to be found in fortuitous conversations. When talking with one of my professors during her office hours recently, I brought up the ethical quandary of survival-driven complicity, namely doing things that could be perceived as wrong because you're trying to help yourself and those in your care to stay alive. What ensued was a discussion of the ethics of care. The nutshell version of this philosophy is that the so-called feminine values of care and compassion are just as important as a sense of moral duty or obligation, and, depending on the situation, they may be even more important. Theorists Carol Gilligan and Nell Noddings state that our sense of ethics is dependent upon our relationships with others and our awareness of the needs created by these relationships. Another interesting wrinkle to this theory is that you must be willing and able to help. In the eyes of care-based theory, it's unethical to offer help that you are unable to give. So, tying this back to tonight's theme, while care-based theory largely focuses on meeting the needs of others who depend on you, I would add that its principles also apply to self-care. I'm not necessarily talking about self-care in the sense of retail therapy or bubble baths or whatever it's come to mean in the popular mind. Those are nice, but they don't always apply to everyone. What I'm talking about is the power of refusing obligations when it is safe and practical to do so, the power of no, if you will, and even realizing that you've been carrying around unnecessary emotional baggage. While I am a strong believer in cleaning up my own damn messes, there are some psychological stains that are nigh impossible to eradicate. In those cases, instead of letting myself get sucked into a black hole of guilt, I've taken a step back to examine these situations. Like so many others, maybe even you, I've made decisions in my life that I'm not proud of. But when I see that the biggest of them were made in the interests of my own mental and spiritual wholeness, I find them much easier to handle. Not gone, but manageable. And that's the key point. So I guess my challenge for you tonight is to take a look at the areas in your life which cause you the most guilt. Just think about them and think about how much of it really is your fault 
Is this a burden that you need to be carrying around? Think about that, and if it isn't something that's appropriate for you to be bearing, then I would challenge you to start loosening your grip. It's not an easy thing to do, but I promise you, it's a worthwhile endeavor. That's all I've got for you tonight. Come on back next week for another episode of Thinking and Drinking. The music in this podcast is End of the Street, performed by Kabbalistic Village. My musings on the ethics of care have been bolstered tonight by a cozy glass of blackberry honey mead, a vessel of golden silence for contemplative winter evenings. <laughs>